Lazy Person's Book Club presents... You can blame it on the season, blame it on the weather, oh, blame it for no reason. On a feather you can... Blame it on Hoboken. It's the funny, music-fueled, modern love story with a touch of mystery set in Frank Sinatra's hometown. Today's episode... What is it? Brought to you by... More food, less package, if that's your target. Come on in, Simply Bulk Market. Simply Bulk Market in the heart of Longmont, Colorado. Simplybulkmarket.webs.com Previously on Blame It on Hoboken, New York City tour guide Carolyn Cates decides to use an ancient math formula to find true love after her boyfriend, William, leaves her. Meanwhile... She's on assignment to find a new local landmark related to Frank Sinatra for her biggest client ever. We join Carolyn at her computer, checking her email. Carolyn had emailed a few friends to ask about a new kind of Sinatra landmark for her client. The first replies she read were polite variations on... Sorry, no, I'm not no sure. Idea. No. Sorry. Nothing. Mm-mm. And then she saw this subject line on an email from a stranger. Want to see Sinatra tonight live? Come on, toots, put on your tour guide boots. See Sinatra sing live tonight in Hoboken, New Jersey. Take my way to the byway. Carolyn rode the ferry to Hoboken, New Jersey. Take my way to the byway. She walked to the end of the landing and looked for a subtle sign to guide her way. But this was New Jersey. And so instead of finding a bent blade of grass to guide her way, she found a street sign. It read, Sinatra Drive. Hello, my way. A block later, Carolyn noticed a small red F glued to a stop sign. The F appeared to be made out of bicycle reflector material. It glowed under the streetlight. This must be the byway. Carolyn turned on to a little alley that intersected the street. A small brick building stood at the end of the alley. A red neon F glowed in its front window. This must be the place. There were only two problems standing between Carolyn and her destination. The front door of the building had a members-only sign and... Yo! A muscle-bound bouncer was guarding the door. Carolyn swore she could see the veins of his biceps popping through his suit jacket sleeves. What could she do? Coming through, coming through. A young couple hurried toward the bouncer. The man wore a shiny gray suit and olive shirt with wide lapels and cuffs that extended past his wrists. His pinky ring flashed in the street lamplight. The woman wore an orange cocktail dress and a brown bouffant. Is Frank here? Who wants to know? A friend sent me. I this way, sweetheart. Carolyn memorized every word the young woman said. Then she walked up to the door. Sorry, lady. Is Frank here? Uh, who wants to know? Uh, a friend sent me. Hi, uh, right this way, sweetheart. Carolyn stepped into a small nightclub, the kind that used to be called a jewel box. The walls were covered in red flocked velvet. A brass-edged bar ran down the far side of the room. Men in double-breasted suits sipped squat glasses of scotch, trying to catch a glimpse of their well-dressed reflections in the black-veined mirror behind it. Women twirled ruby-colored drinks with ivory-gloved hands. But the stage was the true star of the room. A single box-head microphone stood at the front. Stage right, a shiny grand piano. Stage left, a set of curved bandstands fitted with reading lights. 
The overhead lights dimmed. Every seat in the room was full. Carolyn joined the standing room only crowd along the back wall. A woman in a black cocktail dress stood to her right. They were squeezed together like neighbors on a rush hour subway. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the star of our show, Hoboken's favorite son, the one and only Mr. Frank Sinatra! The skinny young man with piercing blue eyes parted the curtains and walked up to the microphone. A one, a two, a one, two, three. The singer's voice was electric. As Carolyn listened, a funny electric sensation ran down her left arm. Evening, toots. A man was tapping Carolyn on the shoulder. He wore a suit, like most of the men in the club. He had dark hair and dark eyes. His nose looked as if it had been broken, possibly more than once. Ladies and gentlemen, would you please welcome our second Mr. Frank Sinatra of the night. The second Frank looked a little older than the first Frank, but his voice was just as compelling. The audience was silent, totally wrapped in the performance, all except for... I'm Jimmy. Jimmy Foss. Carolyn, I'm, um, pleased to meet you. You found my way and the byway. Good for you. Not that I had any doubts. You sent me the email that led me here? Shh! The woman standing beside Carolyn shook her head. I like to think of myself as a helpful person. You were looking for a Sinatra-related place. Maybe I can help you with your search. You can't bring your tour group here, but I know another place that might be perfect for your purposes. I can take you there later if you'd like. What kind of place? Lady, do you want me to call security? Because I will. She's right, toots. It's disrespectful to speak while the show's going on. What? You can talk at intermission, I promise. Jimmy Foss patted Carolyn's arm again. There was that funny feeling again. Ladies and gentlemen, intermission. Okay, toots, ask me anything you want. How did you find me? Do I know you? What's the other place that might be right for my tour? That's a lot of questions. Dance with me and I'll answer them. One question a dance. Carolyn followed Jimmy to the dance floor in front of the stage. She wasn't a skillful dancer, but Jimmy Foss had enough grace for both of them. He led Carolyn across the floor between the other dancing couples. So? Hold that thought, toots. A man walked by carrying a full cocktail glass. Jimmy Foss stuck out his foot. The man tripped and fell into a woman who had been chatting with her friends. Watch out, Mac! I didn't mean to do that, lady. But now that I see how lovely you are, I'm glad I fell. Tell me your name, sweetheart. Or should I just call you Mr. Handsome? Why did you do that? It's a public service. Watch and learn. Before Carolyn could protest, Jimmy Foss blew on the woman's neck. The woman whipped around, elbowing a man in mid-gut who'd been making his way from the bar. Hey! I mean, wow! Has anybody told you that you have the most beautiful eyes? Oh, I think someone just did. <laughs> oh, this has to stop. Carolyn tried to pull away from Jimmy Foss in protest, but he steered her back into the most crowded part of the dance floor. A man approached, holding a brimming glass of something. Don't do it. Too late, toots. Jimmy Foss pushed the man with the champagne into a woman wearing a dress that bared one of her shoulders. The man's champagne spilled onto her exposed skin. Hey! I, I, I don't know what hit me, miss, but, but I'm 
sure glad it did. Oh, call me crazy, but I'm glad it did too. You see, Toots? All charm, no foul. No wonder Jimmy Foss's nose looked the way it did. Carolyn wouldn't blame anyone he'd pushed for punching him in retaliation. You're going to get in trouble if you keep this up. You know that, right? Seriously, you're going to get bounced if you keep pushing people around like this. Not a chance. Because we're in Hoboken? Because they can't see me, toots. And then... Jimmy dipped her. We conclude this episode of Sharon Glassman's Novel with Songs, Blame It on Hoboken, available for purchase in physical and digital formats at SharonGlassmanLive.com. The songs of Blame It on Hoboken are written by Sharon Glassman and produced by Eric Turine. Today's episode features, in alphabetical order, Nina Raleigh as... The Angry Lady and the New Jersey Girl. Connor Magyar as... Jimmy Foss. Jim Walker as... MC and the First and Second Franks. And Sharon Glassman as... Carolyn and the Narrator. Join us next week, same time, same location, for another music-filled episode of Blame It on Hoboken. Blame It on Hoboken comes to you from Studio 2B or Not To Be in Longmont, Colorado, and is syndicated on the Longmont Compass.